your Divas division. Look whose show you're on, sweetie. I did it, you bitch. I think every single Diva should be lining up and congratulating me and thanking for everything I've done for them. You're going to find out why I am the boss. Kamusta mga kontrabida? Welcome to Turning Heel with Troy Gonzalez. I am your host, yours truly, and we're back with another episode of Who's That Girl? My interview series where we sit down and chat with women from wrestling from all around the world, both inside and outside of the ring. But today, we're going to a very, very special guest all the way from Finland. And she is a revolutionary woman, which, by the way, we're recording this on International Women's Day. So happy International Women's Day for all of you. And yeah, speaking of today's guest, she is a pioneer of professional wrestling in the country of Finland. And she's very talented. She's currently a double champion. And she's very glamorous because she's the current Stockholm Wrestling and Rings of Europe glam champion. So you guys better get ready. Okay? Contrabidas? Handa na ba kayo? Who's that girl? It's Regina Rosendahl. Hi, Regina. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing amazing. I'm really excited to speak with you. Um, as we are recording this, you just celebrated your 29th birthday recently. So how have your yep. birthday celebrations been going? I mean, they've been going well. I was a little sick um, right before that. Um, but yeah, it was just traditional family and a bunch of cake. So yeah, it was good. <laughs> All right. We, we love a very simple yet, you know, festive celebration of birthdays on here. But, you know, you you just turned 29 and this is your last year in your 20s. So what would you say is something that you have learned in your 20s? Wow. I mean, probably everything. I've been wrestling for all of my 20s. So um, that has been the biggest part of my life and like kind of kind of like what everything else in my life has to conform with um but yeah i've been i've been learning about myself um working with my mental health a lot um fighting for equal rights and understanding my own privilege as well in that um yeah i guess i've become an adult in a way i i still don't feel like an adult a lot of times but <laughs> um I guess I, I guess I should. I'm almost 30, but yeah. You love that. Well, you know, you still look very young, very beautiful. And you, as I did say earlier, you were a pioneer and a revolutionary woman in the, in the Finnish wrestling scene. But before we do start with anything crazy, uh, would you like to give yourself a quick introduction for my listeners who may not be super familiar with your work? Who is Regina Rosenthal? Sure. Well, um basically i'm a professional wrestler and from finland like you said i've been uh, revolutionizing the finnish wrestling scene we are now a feministic um and diverse scene in fcf wrestling um i'm also a matriarch in the entire nordic region um and yeah i've been doing this for almost a decade and i'm also a feminist an activist a witch and a satanist so yeah, that also I, I guess it all kind of shows in my my wrestling or at, at least in my attire and my character work and social media as well. Yeah, I never shut up about those human rights. So, yeah, 
All right, all right. Well, as you as you guys may have heard, she does a lot of stuff, and she helped revolutionize Finnish professional wrestling, especially Finnish women's wrestling. And I'm super excited to speak with you today. But as you did mention, uh, you, I also saw on your Instagram that you were a fan of the horror like theme and genre growing up. So I wanted to ask, like, how did you get yourself introduced to horror as a whole theme and genre, and how did you grow to like it? Wow. Um, I don't think I've ever been asked that. I don't I don't remember like a specific moment. I remember like I have seen some like Stephen King's uh or like movies of Stephen King's books, like The Children of the Corn probably must have been like one of the first ones that I saw, and then The Exorcist as well. Um but yeah, I, I guess that was a bit traumatizing for like a 10-year-old but, right. <laughs> <laughs> um but i don't know i um yeah I've, I've seen horror movies since i was like very little um and i took a little break from that but now i watch horror like almost weekly it's one of my favorite genres um yeah and especially like the halloween franchise i don't know why but like that has been so close to my heart always i like uh i love the michael myers um character and i i don't like it makes like it's so goofy in a way as well so i like that true true right oh my gosh i feel like you would get along with ruby roberts a lot which i believe you guys have a match soon uh, i mean ruby she's challenging for my yeah for my belt oh, this true. saturday so <laughs> i don't know if we're gonna be that great friends <laughs> <laughs> That is true, but you guys do love the horror genre, and I really feel like mm-hmm. I need to get into it soon because I said this in my interview with Ruby, but I am a scaredy cat. I cannot handle like crazy, traumatizing movies, especially with like violence. But I feel like with the proper introduction, I could really get into it. So, do you have like a horror movie recommendation for me, given that I am a beginner? <laughs> oh, I don't know, like. If you, uh, you uh, especially, I, I don't think because usually I would say like I love the Saw franchise because the because I love the psychology behind it and the stories, but that's like super gory and super. It's it's not like it's not for a beginner. Um, right, so I would right. go go with uh, maybe like more of a psychology, like um like a thriller almost kind of. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe start with the classics. Maybe start with The Exorcist, um, The American Psycho, something like that, and then start like easing your way from that. Right. All right. All right. I'll see what I can do. Hopefully, I don't scare my pants off in the middle of the movie, <laughs> but I definitely <laughs> will take your recommendation into my consideration. Um, and now let's talk more about your personal advocacies. You said that you are a feminist, and one of the things. Um, when it comes to being a female wrestler or even just a female entertainer in general is body positivity, which you promote absolutely all the time on your socials. And I wanted to know, since you all, since you are also a wrestling trainer with wrestling students, is body positivity something that you prioritize teaching your students as they develop into female athletes and wrestlers? Definitely, yeah. Um, I don't only teach uh, women. Uh, I, I teach all genders. 
Um, and I think it's um, it's very important for everyone because um, it's it's not it's not easy for the men either. Um, they do have more boxes that they can fit into. There are more different types of um, acceptable male bodies for like male wrestlers than there has been for women, um, right. which it is getting better, but we're still like very much behind. Um, and I think when you go out there, it's, um, it's super important to have that mindset of that I, I belong and this is, it's okay. Like whatever it is I look like, it's, it's, it's perfectly fine. And it's more than fine. I'm a fucking superstar and I'm, I'm money. And that's, um, that's very hard for, I know like a lot of women and it's a cultural thing as well in Finland to like, to like, to take up space. It's very, like, very, very reserved culture. So it's, um, it's, um, it's very hard. That's like the mental, mental part of wrestling is, um, to me um, and what I've seen in, in my teaching as well, it's that's the biggest challenge in wrestling. Like it's it's physically like super hard as well, but it's still easier than the mental part. Um, and that's something body positivity is something that we also um, we demand from our um, audiences as well. Like we there, there, there can be no body shaming, no no racism, no, like, n not, no, no sexism, nothing. Like, um, if we hear anything like that, we will just kick them out. Like, it's a, it's a safe space for everyone to enjoy right. the art form of professional wrestling. Right, right. And I'm really happy with how inclusive, um, from what I've seen, um, specifically in Fight Club Finland, FCF, um, how mm -hmm. inclusive your roster is when it comes to talent, and not just talent, but also with the staff. And I'm really, really happy to see how much wrestling has changed over the years as well when it comes to inclusivity. But I wanted to ask, you know, since you are one of the pioneers of Finnish professional wrestling, how would you say like the wrestling scene in Finland has changed over the years since it began? Well, it began like way before I started. Um, it began like 20 years ago, almost. So, um, but I do know, um, I, I have friends who have been there since like the beginning and it has not been very welcoming. It has, I know the Finnish wrestling scene has been like wrestling wise, we have been a bit ahead of everyone else in this part of Europe. Um, but diversity wise or <laughs> organization wise, we haven't. Um, but when I started, um, nine ish years ago, um, yeah, it was still very, it was very stuck in the eighties, I guess it was very much, um, this is what wrestling should be and it should not be anything else. And this is what a female wrestlers places and um yeah it was just those six minute matches um in between the guys matches like usually just before the main event to be like uh, the popcorn break or whatever um but yeah it, it i did that for like two years until i like realized like i can't like this is not 
like I've never wanted to do anything but wrestling. Like wrestling has always been that thing since I was a kid. So to come to come to realize, like, okay, so if I want to be a wrestler, I can't like live up with with like with what my beliefs are and how my what my values are in life. So it's like, yeah, I guess I came came to a wall, and I I just realized like if this continues the way that it has, I will have to quit wrestling. And that was very heartbreaking. Right. Like that was like uh, my biggest heartbreak, I think, in my life. Um, and then so things happened and then we kind of started building the change. We um, demanded a new chairperson for the organization. And from that, we just started doing everything more inclusive, more diverse, and um, yeah, now we're bigger than ever. We have more. We have more women than we have ever had. We have non-binary people. We have different ethnicities. We have different shapes and sizes. We have different ages, um, and not just wrestlers, but other performers and and people who are working um, with us in other ways. Um, and we've never had this much audience before. We're making more money than we have ever before. Um, and yeah, and the audience is very diverse as well. Like, especially, um, gender wise, it's, it's getting like, um, it's not just men, like some shows there are less than half of the people are men. So that's the right direction in my, in, in, in my head. So, um, yeah, but we still have a lot of work to do, obviously, cause, um, right. it's still, <laughs> it's still like less than 10 active women in, in FCF wrestling. So it's not a lot, but it's, it's more than ever in the history of the Nordic countries. <laughs> right. So, yeah. True. So it's definitely a step in the right direction, no matter how small it may be, because at least it's going towards a perhaps even bigger future for women and non-binary people in wrestling, especially in, yes. the, Finnish, in the Finnish wrestling scene. Um, but you did mention that it's important to you to have even more women in ring performers in the wrestling scene over there in Finland. So in your opinion, how important is it for you to have a good amount of female wrestlers in Finland? Very important. It's not only like we need representation to of women in, on the shows to have more women in the audience. Um, and then we need we we need that representation because we want women to come into the organization and you know run run different teams and be involved in it because it's been so male dominated the whole time and it it hasn't as a male dominated organization it didn't grow and it it, it didn't make money so i'm not like it's not only the right thing to do to have more women to have more non-binary people to have it's not only ethically right it is also wise in a business sense. Right, <laughs> like, right. <laughs> yeah, it also makes money. So, For sure. Right, right. And I feel like that's something that women have been trying to prove over the years. Like, to prove that women in entertainment, not just women in wrestling, that women in entertainment draw views, draw money, and so on and so forth. And so yes. they always have to fight for that spot on the card in the wrestling world like to, 
to fight for that spot on the card where you know people will be tuning in and so i'm really happy that somehow you know the finnish wrestling scene has progressively been more um, inclusive of the female talent and i hope it really does grow more in the future because there are people such as myself who do watch wrestling primarily for the women so i'm really really hoping to see even bigger changes in the future and i'm pretty sure that with your help you know things are definitely happening um, over there um, but now let's talk more about your wrestling career and i've listened to some of your previous interviews in the past and you've mentioned that women who inspired you in wrestling include the Bella Twins and AJ Lee, among others. So tell me a bit about what made you look up to them so much and what made them make you pursue wrestling. I think when I started watching wrestling, it was like 20 years ago. So it was very, it was a different place. Um, so I, I'm sure there were other women as well during that time, but like the Bella Twins, like I, that's that's who I remember from that time and who I most connected with. Um, I also I have a sister who we used to look a lot like we people always thought we were twins, and they really? all always they still mix mix us up sometimes. Even our mom <laughs> does like so. Um, so I think that that was a very because seeing that like sister uh, relationship that they had um, that made me like connect to them as like more and and I think I think since like um, 2014 or so when like the bulletins bulletins were getting like more and more um, airtime as well as well as like the new crop with uh, Becky right. Lynch and Charlotte and every, you know, all that. Yeah. Um, that's when I kind of fell in love with them even more. And the work that B the Belgians have done for the women's like revolution is, is insane, like how much they've done. And I feel like they don't get the credit for that, which is like, obviously right. they were the, the, they were the villains in that story, like, <laughs> like on screen villains, but yeah, that's not what like that's not what they were like behind the scenes obviously <laughs> i don't know that they might be like fucking devils i don't know but like right. from my perspective um and what i've seen and what i've like heard and listened to interviews with um other people as well like that's how i see them i see them as like these icons icons of uh the women's wrestling revolution um alongside with Paige and aj lee and and natalia and and then obviously the next wave, so to speak, which was Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks Bailey. Um right. but like that the four horsewomen could have never like that would not have happened without the work of the Bella Twins, of the Mickey James, of Victoria, of you know, like that right. it just right. it doesn't just happen overnight. So exactly. yeah, and obviously AJ Lee coming in being so different and I, I guess I was I, I maybe I felt like I was different now I don't feel so different anymore like I'm I'm just a, like every every female wrestler out there like I don't I don't know <laughs> but like she really I, I really connected to her um 
back then and the fact that she could talk because i always i always love a talking wrestler like that the right. promos are my best that's the best part so yeah aj lee love her hope she gets back in the ring somewhere same <laughs> i, I wish know. for that to happen as well <laughs> yeah hotel. um but i really i really loved hearing that the bellas and ag were some women that you looked up to in terms of professional wrestling because this was also the era of wrestling where i sort of got really invested and this is like the era where i grew up in and eventually became super invested in women's wrestling um, even outside of WWE, which sort of like, you know, led me to making this whole show and like paying homage to the women who contributed to the revolution for women's wrestling. So I don't know. It just makes me happy to hear other people like gushing over the same people. Uh, but yeah, enough talk about the Bellas and AJ. This episode is about you. So let's talk more about you as an in-ring performer. But with every performer, every wrestler, of course, they got to make some additional coin with their merchandise and you have amazing merchandise like your logos your i think you have like an animated version or like a drawing of yourself um, on your website so tell me a little bit a little bit about like your designs of your merchandise like do you illustrate these yourselves do you know someone who makes these for you tell me all about them well actually the logo that i use which is just the two r's and the pentagram um, that is made by uh, the same guy who does the graphics for Women of Wrestling. So, wow, oh. where AJ Lee works. So, yeah, um, he's actually, like, um, who makes, like, most of my, like, if I, ha if I want to do, like, a social media ad or something, he usually does it for me. Um, so, yeah, he's my guy. Um, but I also have friends who know how to do stuff like that. Um, the picture is from this track artist who is also um, makes these illustrations. Um, and they have made so many of myself like before, just for fun. And then uh, I decided to buy one to use for my merch. Um, right. So um, that's Taneleko, um, which is, yeah. But Lady Clapback is their um, drag name. So <laughs> if, if you're oh, trying to find them, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, but I'm, I, I think um, I've always been very interested in the, in the branding and in the aesthetic, um, whether it's my gear or my social media or my merch. Um, I, I like doing it. Like your merchandise, the moment I saw it, I was like, these are really, really nice designs. And mm. if you guys want to get some of your Regina Rosendahl merch, we'll be sure to plug her website over in the description of my episode and maybe later on at the end of the interview. But once again, the designs were amazing. And I didn't know that um, the Regina Rosendahl logo with the two R's was also made by the ones who the one who makes like the digital the digital media for women of wrestling which is really really yeah. interesting that, that that's yeah. a really good connection <laughs> i will say <laughs> we love connections over here um yeah yeah let's talk more about your matches so from what i've seen which i really hope cagematch.net is a really um credible source because i look through your match catalog and you have faced the top women of wrestling from all around the world which i'm pretty sure 
you, you already knew this, but this makes you one of the top women in professional wrestling as well. But you've had matches against the likes of Tony Storm, Aisha Raymond, Alpha Female, and so on and so forth. But I will say, I do want to celebrate your wrestling career. So in your opinion, what's one match that you would say you are most proud of in your career? I know it's a bit difficult. <laughs> it's very difficult. It's, it's difficult because I'm never actually happy with my work. Like I'm always, I always hate everything I do. <laughs> um, okay, hate is a strong word, but like as soon as a match is done, I, I'm, not, I'm never happy. So it's like I know it's, a, it might be a bit exhausting to work with me because um, <laughs> as soon as we get backstage, I'm just like, <sighs> like, <laughs> like, no, but like. Um, I guess I would be mo most proud of the matches where I've, I've been able to help other wrestlers, if, if, whether it's um, the girls that I've trained. Um, obviously, I trained the guys as well, and, um, and that's cute. But um, I'm all, most interested in like, growing the women's division and growing right. um, the women, women that we have here. Um, and also, like, I want to make sure that the Finnish wrestling scene will be diverse and it will be a high quality wrestling even when I leave. So that's why I'm like so invested in making sure that they know what they're doing and they learn how to take responsibility themselves and they learn how to make decisions for themselves as well. Um, um, but I would say I had a match last, but at the end of last year against one of my girls, um, Stella, who is this um, masked uh, alien character. Yeah, she was. Um, it was a title defense against her for the Stockholm Wrestling Glam um, Championship, and it was two out of three falls match. It was her first time wrestling outside of Finland. Um, it was. It was a lot for her um, to deal with, and. And she did so great. She was so good. And um, she was so easy to work with. And um, the crowd loved her. So, um, yeah, I think right now, on the top of my head, that's the match that I'm most proud of. Well, I'm really happy that you are proud of that match. And I feel like with the whole very critical of your own matches afterwards i feel like that's just a sign of you wanting to improve yourself as an entertainer as a performer which i feel like you know they're saying that we are our own biggest critiques or i don't know mm -hmm. i don't think that's how it goes but you guys know what i'm talking about but i feel like it's just a sign of wanting to do better and wanting to help promote you know women's wrestling as a women's wrestler yourself so yeah but you do you girl you are doing amazing and speaking of doing amazing let me give you one match that i was very proud of you for it was very recent because you were recently robbed, yes, robbed, I will be using that word, you were robbed of the ICW Women's World Championship after a false finish in a match against then-defending champion Molly Spartan. So what was the whole experience like getting that false finish? You had that championship in your hand already, so what was going through your mind during the moment? I just thought, like, I made history, I brought, like... That was the, the most important title that has ever been defended in Finland. And in that moment, 
I fully believed <laughs> that I, I made history. I, I'm taking like, I'm taking women's uh, finish, especially like Finnish women's wrestling, so many steps forward with this. Right. Um, yeah, and then Molly kind of crushed my dreams, but that's kind of what she does, isn't it? <laughs> she does. <laughs> Uh, but what I do want to ask is, as of the time we're recording this, Molly is no longer the ITW Women's World Champion. And speaking of that championship, that title got so much attention the past few days on social media with a, with her whole match against Rio, who, you know, mm-hmm. uncrowned Molly to become champion. And we've all seen the crazy spot. And yeah, Rio is your new ICW Women's World Champion. So here's my question yes. for you. I did say that you were robbed of that title, mm-hmm. which I will be advocating for. But I wanted mm-hmm. to know, like, will you be asking for a future rematch for the title this time with Rio? I feel I never fairly lost that match. Right. Not at so, all. So, <laughs> yeah, I think um, it would be, I would be more than deserving of a rematch. Um, obviously, it's not Rio's fault, but you know, I think she's probably a fighting champion. I think she wouldn't mind. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll bring her to Finland to do that. All right. All right. So, you know, only time will tell, but yeah, mm-hmm. you did say Rio is a fighting champion based off of how she presents herself. So, Come on, yes. Rio. Let's defend that title all over the UK, all over Europe. Let, let's mm-hmm. make it happen. All right? We want to yes. see it. Um, but before I do let you off, I wanted to ask, you know, it's 2023. It's March. It's still very early on in the year. What are some of your goals for 2023 as an in-ring performer? Well, I mean, I feel I'm feeling, feeling very positive about where wrestling is taking me. Um, and I think by, I only have like one goal left to do in Europe and it looks, looks like I'm doing it in July. So then it's like, Europe is basically done. Right. So I don't know, maybe I should try another continent then. That's um uh, that that would be my goal to wrestle outside of Europe this year. Yeah, and by next year I would like to be fully living off of wrestling. Ooh, full time. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. I see. I see. I mean, it's definitely one of the most difficult. I feel like most difficult goals when it comes to wrestling is to, you know, make it a full-time job. But I feel like, I mean, given your work ethic and how much you help empower other women, I feel like it's not very far from, you know, your current standpoint. So I'm really, really rooting for you. And yeah, you better get get those titles. I know you already have two, mm-hmm. which are already heavy on the shoulders, but you mm-hmm. have a whole arm's length. <laughs> I know. You can get, like, I don't know, three more. How much more can you carry? <laughs> Maybe like at least like five. I think I could get like four more in my arms and then right. one on the waist, maybe two on the waist if one is in the back. <laughs> so like there's still room. Right. 
right. So yeah, we'll just have to wait and see for that to happen. But Regina, thank you so much for joining me here on the Turning Heel podcast. It was lovely speaking with you. Before I do let you off, would you like to promote your upcoming bookings, upcoming matches, your socials, and especially your website? Because they need to know about the merch. I mean, yeah, go go look at my merch. It's Regina's shop. We can put the link somewhere. Um, follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm mostly um, active on. I do have Facebook if you're a Facebook person. And I am also on Twitter. Um, but that's usually just feministic rants about um, how <laughs> women's wrestling is not presented correctly. Um, right. But, you know, you can hop on that train as well with me. Um, yeah, I'm working um, this spring. I'll be working a couple of times in uh, Denmark. Uh, in body slam wrestling that I'm doing Stockholm wrestling a couple of times and then I will be in Austria for rings of Europe as well as obviously in my home of FCF wrestling so you know I'm, I'm quite busy um, but I hope to see you all in uh, in some capacity and yeah follow my socials and subscribe to my uh, OnlyFans so you can um, help me get more merch and stuff done there you go. So be sure to check out all of her platforms. We love supporting our female wrestlers. And yeah, I'll be sure to leave all of her links in the description of this episode on Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, etc., etc. So you guys better show some support for Miss Regina. But Regina, thank you so much again for coming on the show. I really hope you enjoyed your time here. It was great meeting you. I did. This, this was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. And for all of you Contravidas, you know the drill. For the latest news on Turning Heel with Troy Gonzalez, be sure to follow the show on all platforms. You can listen to your favorite podcasts on by checking out my link tree. That's linktr.ee slash turningheelpodcast. So thank you for all of your support, Contravidas. And see you guys in the, in the next episode. Bye!